there was something a little bit sad about singing alone. Even though I like those songs, it wasn't fun to sing alone. I mean, it's fun to sing with you guys. Welcome to Life is Rich, the podcast, where one Jewish mom, that's me, Bonnie Rich, dishes tradition to her daughters. In season one named, God, God Mom, Really? I take my 20-something daughters, Leah and Rebecca, on a 40-day Jewish journey. The podcast is a sequel to our film, Life is Rich, and you can see the trailer at lifeisrichfilm.com. We're at day 14 of our 40-day practice. Last week's exercises were to sing This Little Light of Mine, watch a Hebrew Bible cartoon, and continue to contemplate the universe with a daily pause. In my weekly video chat check-in with the girls, I found out Leah didn't react to singing This Little Light of Mine the way I'd hoped. I don't know, this past week I've, I've felt like sad that like I'm not close to my family. Leah lives in San Diego, but she grew up in Maryland where we still live. And so like singing alone makes me feel lonely. Because like these were activities that I used to do with you and Rebecca and... You know, we were children. Like, we used to dance and sing around all the time. That was just, like, something that we, that was our activity. I don't have that anymore because I live so far away from you guys. So it, it made me sad and lonely. I I understand. It was really hard for me to sing alone as well. And I couldn't, like, motivate myself to just sit for two minutes and sing a song alone. This is all an experiment, and um, I didn't give you this activity thinking it would make you sad and lonely because it brings me such joy. So it made me sad to think that I'd given you an activity that made you sad. What I'm thinking is, like, there's going to be some duds. There's going to be some activities that I don't relate with, which is fine. Because then I figure, okay, well, I did relate to... Like, I did enjoy sitting quietly for two and a half minutes. So that's something I can do every day. I didn't enjoy singing, so I'm probably not going to do that every day. Um, whatever activities next, maybe I'll like that. We did sing a lot when the kids were growing up. When it comes to singing and playing guitar, I've always had more enthusiasm than talent. But having kids allowed me to live out my folk singer fantasies. And because this is my podcast, I'm going to play a little bit of a song I wrote and recorded back in 2002, the Daddy Song, an ode to my loving husband and Rebecca and Leah's dad, Alan Rich. Daddy is big. Real big. Vocals by 10-year-old Leah, 13-year-old Rebecca, and their cousin Jason, who was also 13 at the time. So we'll spare you having to listen to the entire song, but Alan does make the best barbecue chicken. 
When we started making the film Life is Rich, I felt like I was on Jewish autopilot. So my first steps to awakening my Jewish soul were to shop for a synagogue with Alan and to host what I hoped would be the best Jewish holiday meals ever with enhanced ritual. But after a year of this, I had little usable content for my film. I only felt slightly more connected to Judaism and I was super tired of hosting dinners. I was doing what I knew, but what I knew wasn't working. Rabbi David Paskin, who's featured in our film, theorizes why. I think there's, a, there's a, 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 something internally, a dedication, uh, an awareness that, I don't know if it's a switch or, or what, but that when that's not turned on, then Passover Seder remains Passover Seder. And Friday night dinner rituals remain Friday night dinner rituals instead of becoming part of a whole. How do we get people to, to be more engaged? It's not about new programs. It's not about new rituals. It's, I don't know, I could, I could run a million different learners' minions, but at the end of the day, we need to inspire people to, to feel that connection within, to flip that switch so that they don't see Judaism as a part of who they are, but the essence of who they are. When I did my 40-day practice a few years ago, I was desperate to flip that internal switch. I was stuck, both creatively and Jewishly. So I tried something I didn't know, creating a connection to God through a Jewish morning service. We're going to come back and do that. There's a lot of gratitude in the morning prayers and a lot of song. And I was singing alone in my living room and loving it. I didn't regularly attend a morning service because A, I didn't want to put a bra on and get dressed that early. And B, I felt stupid, like I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't want to be called out in synagogue. And having to do my own research led me to YouTube, which led me to Rabbi David singing my favorite morning prayer, Modeh Ani, a prayer where you express gratitude that you woke up and had the gift of a new day. And to quote a Hasidic saying that is quoted in Rabbi Naomi Levy's book, Einstein and the Rabbi, there are 10 levels of prayer. Above them is song. So I haven't given up trying out song with the girls. So I'm thinking of naming the third episode, The Power of Shira. Cool. Rebecca, do you remember Shira at Mosh? Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Rabbi Shira. I know you did. That's why I had to clarify. <laughs> Wait, which one was Shira? Shira means singing. Shira means song in Hebrew, and Mosh is Camp Mosheva, the Jewish sleepaway summer camp the girls attended for years. What was it? The one that we did on Saturday, no, or we did it the every one that day. we did? Um... We had Shira every day before lunch. Okay, I remember like and like poster like, board, but this was in the MLC. oh okay yeah yeah I remember now and they would have the posters. 
with the songs and everybody would learn the songs. Literally, this was an everyday. Like, I I think, I don't remember why, but I, like, had this conversation with Eric where I was, like, outlining what we did at Mosh. And it was like, okay, so we stood in a circle and we said we were here. And then we went <laughs> into breakfast and then we had avoda and we worked. And I cut vegetables, or I swept the floors, or I made Mosh beautiful and would paint murals on the walls. And Eric's like, this sounds like labor. I was like, but it was well, fun. Yeah, no one complained. <laughs> no one complained. I can't believe you remember all of this. I know. I can't either. So the episode is called The Power of Shira, or The Power of Shira. And what I'm going to do is, every day, I'm going to text you a daily exercise which will either be Shira, a song, or Shira, a piece of Rabbi Shira wisdom that was either recorded in my interview with her or is one of her sermons that is online. I like it. But weren't you going to, like, give us, um, like, the morning prayers and stuff and, like, have us do that and understand that? Well... You don't seem to be really into that, so I don't see the point in doing it. No, I'm thinking that, like, I don't need to sing this little light of mine because I know that song. The answer to that is yes, I still want to do that, and that is probably going to be in the songs that I gave you. So I'm going to send you some Rabbi Paskin songs that I like, which is his version of a couple of morning prayers. Sound good? Yeah. Um, well, okay, what I was going to say before you cut me off was... I didn't cut you off. You did, but that's okay. I was talking about how I wanted to hear more about the morning prayers, like give the morning prayers. I didn't cut you off. I was just adding to Can it, I finish? <laughs> no, because you're always telling me I cut you off. Well, this is impossible to finish a sentence. No, you, I felt like you finished lots of sentences. Go ahead. <laughs> You've got me out three times in the same thought. Okay, all I was going to say, which is totally irrelevant now, is I had an event the other night, and I'm talking to this girl, and the next day was her birthday. And I was like, oh, cool, like, is it a special birthday? And she's like, 28. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, like, not a huge one. She's like, well, every birthday is to be celebrated. I'm just grateful to wake up in the morning. And I was like, obviously, like, that's the best response ever. That was a moment for me where I was like, whoa. That's a very helpful one. Like this little light of mine is already something that I feel. I don't need, I need something that I need to be reminded of daily. And I think the Modani is something that I need to remind myself daily. Okay. And that was going to be one of the songs I sent you. I mean, yeah, I was going to send you songs that are prayers, probably. <laughs> So what I would like you to, to do tomorrow, because it's Shabbat and I'm not going to send you an exercise because I don't feel like texting, is I want you to take a pause tomorrow and just realize it's Shabbat, right? And kind of think about the positive aspects of slowing down intentionally once a week. And if you want, do a find some space in your day to do a meditation or take a walk or just do something that could be relaxing and Shabbat-like, even though both of you probably have to work tomorrow, but it would be some way to just acknowledge the day and that maybe you could take a pause in that day. 
So last weekend um, on Saturday, I took a very intentional full day pause. I guess not full day. I mean, I taught in the morning and then after that, I was like, don't do work. Don't check your email. Don't work on your projects. Just don't work. And I didn't until the sun went down. (laughs) Good. Good for you. How did it feel? It felt really good because like it made me realize like you don't have to fill every minute of every single day because then you get overwhelmed and burnt out. And by Wednesday, I was already burnt out because like I don't want to do any of this stuff. I just and I don't want to feel that way. So, I mean, there's something to be said in all of the Ten Commandments when you read them that they really are quite a interesting and positive guideline to live by with a modern interpretation of what the Ten Commandments are. Okay, did did either of you... All right, I'll to ask Rebecca. Rebecca, did you watch the Bim Bomb Torah video? No, I'm sorry, I didn't. That was an honest answer. <laughs> I might be a week behind. So do you think you could watch it this week? Should I resend it to you this week as no, one of the things? I have it. Okay. There's a link to the video in the show notes. It's a cartoon with a mystical interpretation of the Let There Be Light story in the Torah. Leah, did you watch the Bim Bam video? Um, I watched it twice. You know, it just, it makes me think on such a, a grander scale that like the Bim Bam version of God is like, okay, God in relation to earth. But isn't there so much more than just earth? that God influences. Like when we're thinking about energy, it's the universe. It's not earth. Earth is so small in regards to the universe. There was a whole part about consciousness. Yes, but there was the whole thing about light when there was nothing to Light project. inside of us, that the light is our consciousness. Right, 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 right. And then you're anything the second time I watched it, I was like, oh, oh, they did. They did touch on that, that the light was distributed into everything. And hopefully that means distributed into everything beyond the earth, right? Like the universe. There was, there was, it was light and dark, but the sun wasn't created until the fourth day. So there's a lot of discussion on what that means, the light and the dark and the absence of light and then light. And the fact that everything was God at the beginning, that's why it was light or dark. Because So that would be the universe, not just Earth. I'm good at listening to Torah study. I'm not very good at explaining it. So in short, you didn't get much out of the Bim Bomb video. Nah. Did it spark any interest in, in learning Torah stuff at all? Such a tiny bit of stuff. Well, um, not any more than The Prince of Egypt, the Disney movie did. Seems like the Disney movie made you want to read uh, commentaries on the Torah more than the Bim Bomb video. Disney does a good job. Yeah, and plus I think I might like controversy more than I, more than I like things that I already agree with. The Bim Bomb thing was like, okay, God was distributed into every being, right? Every tree, every piece of grass, every human, all that stuff. I believe that already. 
but I don't understand the, um, I don't understand the story of Passover quite as I thought I did. I always just, you know, it's very interesting because when you grow up, your Passover Seder is made fun, right? So that the kids can sit and interact for an hour, two hours, however long the Seder is before we eat. So there's like ping pong balls and jello and, you know, we get interactive with the plagues so that I'm like, I love this story. This story is so fun. But like the story is not fun. The story is opposite of fun. It's a very dark story. So now I'm like, oh, I got to I got to reread these things. I got to rewatch the movies. So what I hope it does is just cause you to be curious. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying is that I prefer to be curious than to be told what I already feel. Right. I'm agreeing with you. So what what I'm saying is that's great. So if you're curious, I would highly recommend if you have time, you can look stuff up. You can Google it. There's tons of commentary on the Internet. Who knew Prince of Egypt would bring such deep discussions? Also, it made me think of something Rabbi Shira Stutman had said to Leah when we filmed our interview with her. To be able to use traditional Jewish texts to have contemporary conversations is incredibly powerful because if it's just me and you, we can go back and forth and we might have a great conversation, but when you take Jewish texts and you add it to the conversation, it's like there's a third partner um, and you can sort of try to imagine what the rabbis were thinking 2,000 years ago and you can try to use what they were trying to teach, bring your own right Torah with a lowercase t, your own sacred teaching, and then whatever the rabbi has to offer and really come up with a sum that's greater than its parts. And that's our show for this week. Join us next week to see where we're at after 21 days of our 40-day practice. There'll be more music, more rabbis, and more mother-daughter fun. Oh yeah, and the fix-up at the Passover Seder was a success. And we'll either give updates on it or we won't. Check out our show notes to links for lifeisrichfilm.com, more information about Rabbi David Paskin, and Sixth and I Synagogue, where Rabbi Shira Stutman is the senior rabbi. And singing us out is the awesome Rabbi David. Thanks for joining us. From Moshe to Joshua, and then to the elders, from elders to prophets, and prophets to teachers, from teachers to parents, and parents to children, Lador Vador, we pass it to you. From Moshe to Joshua, and then to the elders, from elders to prophets, and prophets to teachers, from teachers to parents, and parents to children, Lador Vador, we pass it to you. We pass it to you. We pass it to you. We pass it to you.